I'm always saying I won't change, but I ain't the same. Everything's different. I can't complain. Don't know what you miss. Shame on you. Shame on you. Everything's strange. That's just a game. Everybody Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We're back late, 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 late. Uh, kind of didn't want to record something today. Had some personal stuff going on, but I said I was going to be back on Tuesday, and it's the final week before I take my two-week break. I know I've taken a lot of breaks. Should have taken, really, like, one scheduled break. But, yes, like, uh, like I'm not going to lie to you. My life has completely fallen apart. I should have just said that. I should have just said, my life is a disaster. I'm... I'm like swimming in the ocean after like I'm treading water here. Sharks are circling. I've had to fight off like 10 sharks. I've had to freaking I've I've had to like swim across the ocean from like New York to then like uh, Spain. You know, I've had to swim across the Atlantic Ocean. I'm very tired right now. I've had to kill sharks. I've had to like swim through storms and a hundred foot waves. I'm very tired right now, but I'm I see the coast of Spain. I see the Spanish women there. I see the bad food because apparently Spanish food is bad. Not pause the music. Not Latin, not South American Latino food. I'm talking about European Spanish food. Apparently, like like it's so weird, right? Right? Spanish food. When we think about it, we think of like Mexican food. We think about like Cuban food. We think of uh, Colombian, Puerto Rican. We think of South American food, right? We think of Latinos. But actual Spanish food, like the Europeans, is actually apparently really, really bad. Comparatively to, like, Mexican, uh, Cuban, Colombian, etc., etc. Puerto Rican, etc. But yes, I'm, I'm close to my marathon this week. And next week will be my final two weeks before I go on a two-week break. gonna kind of preview the Super Bowl a little bit then I'm gonna go to sleep 24's podcast gosh alright so talked about it a couple months ago right personal news Couple months ago, right? Death in the family, grandmother passes, huge loss for me. Huge loss. Final grandparent. And another death in what was and is a long string of deaths, right? In my family. So I'm a guy, right? And I'm kind of in like this, uh, what is it? In this, um, and like kind of a toxic masculinity, you know, approach where it's like guys always have to be tough. They always have to be strong. They can never let their feelings show or else like we're going to clown them. And so for me, I've had to like essentially push through for like the last two months and like kind of like or really like I kind of delayed it a lot. But like for about a couple of weeks, I had to like just push through and just not really not really um not really process her death, and then it was just like, today I did, and it was just, it was fucking brutal, fucking brutal, it was like, it was just, ugh, man, it was just, it was terrible, terrible, 
today. But um, I was thinking about like just not podcasting today because of that. Because I was just drained emotionally. Like literally, literally, let me tell you something. I knew I had to do it today. Because it was affecting my life way too much. Like I haven't been able to get proper rest, proper sleep for the last two months. Like I haven't brushed my hair and there's like these dry patches on my skull. Like there's like these huge, like there, there's this like a, like dandruff buildup. This is like kind of disgusting. Cause I just, I've felt so bad and so depressed that it's just like, I shaved my head because I have to do this like thing for school, this presentation for school. And I'm hoping that my hair grows back properly and not like in patches. Otherwise I'm fucked. I am fucked. But yeah, I mean, just absolutely devastated um, me, but luckily though, um, I, I got it done, I processed it, I talk about it like it was just like an achievement or something like that, but yes, it was, it was very, very hard for me, I was like, I was crying, because I write a lot of my diaries, like, that's how I process things, I don't really talk to people about things, I, I write in my diaries, because in my experience, whenever I tell people very vulnerable things, again, kind of going back to the whole toxic masculinity thing, whenever I tell people, like, very vulnerable things, I, uh, I always get disappointing responses, like, they either just don't really care, or they just kind of do their own thing with that, so I was just like, I'll just handle it myself, I'll just go in, and I'll, you know, you know, like, I'm also in therapy, but my, th- like, I couldn't, I couldn't have the conversation that I had with myself when I was writing in my diary that I could have with my therapist, which that sounds weird. It's just, it felt like it was something that I needed to work through by myself without anyone else. And that's what I did today. But, um, yeah, I'm mentally and physically exhausted. I was like, I don't want a podcast today, but I was like, eh, it like, grow up, grow up. It's, it's time to grow. It's time to push through. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's one o'clock, one thirty in the morning. So obviously, uh, I need to like get up back on a regular sleeping schedule. But it's just I feel great. I feel great. <sighs> Anyways, I feel great, but I'm also extremely tired because I still haven't gotten like a lot of rest after. Like I am still burnt out. I'm, like, burnt out with life. I'm, like, burnt out from school. I am burnt out with, like, work, and I don't even have that job anymore. And it's just, like, I'm just burnt out, and I wanted some time off. And that time off was, like, spent kind of dealing with my grandmother's death. And then it was just, like, back to school. It's terrible. Terrible. But huh, I'm I'm getting to that point of, like, it's over. It really is. I'm... I'm at the end of the, uh, of the process. And it's just like, oh gosh, I feel like it is like this whole situation is just over, but I've, I've eaten a lot of sugary things and I'm like falling asleep right now. I just, I'm losing my mind just by how tired I am, but I do want to talk shortly, briefly about kind of the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl week. But first I kind of want to mention this. I want to mention some draft stuff. Some draft strategy, right? Because we're going to have a lot of conversation when I come back from my break. We're going to have a lot of conversation about... Let me look at the calendar really fast because it's like... I also have a class presentation. Oh, yeah, by the way, hold on. Get this, get this, right? Get this. 
I talked about filing for graduation last week, a couple of days ago. I was like, yes, I'm super excited about it. Turns out I needed more credits. And I needed two more hours of credits to graduate, right? And so I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll get the two hours, da-da-da-da-da. Or no, I, I was like, do I really need two hours of academic credits? And they were like, yeah, you do. And they signed me up for like some bullshit class online that I can take online. That is like, I don't it, like, I, I, I don't know. They, but like, I'm now 18 hours, which that's easily the most amount of hours that I am taking now, like ever. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I really, I'm really, I'm not. I feel like I could take 20 hours. Like I can compartmentalize. I understand like how much time, like you're going to have to spend right per week, like eight to 10 hours doing homework, which I don't mind doing like eight to 10 hours of homework, even like on one day, I don't mind binging my homework, but it's just like, I have to like, this is a problem. If I can bitch about work again, I know I do, I'm out of the job, but, but it's just like, like, I don't mind doing eight to 10 hours of homework a week. It's just like, I have to have eight to 10 hours of homework a week. And that was a problem last semester where I was like, I was having to find eight to 10 hours a week to do my homework in like this weird hodgepodge schedule where it's like, I would have to do my homework now, like at midnight, you know, there'd be like weeks where I'm like, I'm doing my homework at midnight because this is the only time that I have free. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I got to take an eight week course unironically enough, right? I, I take this eight-week course next month, and it's literally only for like a month and a half. It's so weird how these courses work. It starts on like, where's my schedule? Hold on, let me get my schedule. It starts on like March 11th, and it ends on May the 5th, or May the, or, or the 3rd of May. Like, we started school literally the second week of January. It's insane how like, yeah, the second week of January... January 8th was the first day back at school. Like, last semester, we started it August 14th. We started it a full week later. But January the 8th, we're back in school. And then it's just like, we literally will get out of school on the 3rd of May. So it's the last week of May. of Excuse me, of April is when we're done with school. And it's like, it's the 3rd of May. But really, it's like, it's that final week of April. So it's like, the final course that I'm going to take, the final, like, that, that'll make me 18 hours, and that'll give me, essentially, the uh, the full shebang, the full credit hours that I need to graduate. Like, it'll just be a month and a half, which is insane. Like, I just did a month. And almost a half, really. Or technically speaking, like, tomorrow will be a month, because it's February 7th today, and I came back to school on the, on not August, but January the 8th. So a bit ridiculous. So, um, also, yes, 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 yes. Uh, I think all the music matters will react to the Grammys. Overall, I'm not going to lie to you. The Grammys have been a overall just massive success, in my opinion, over the last couple of years. Because it is a beautiful entertainment award ceremony. Like, yes, it, it celebrates entertainers, but it also is a award ceremony that is entertaining. Like, it's the difference between the Oscars and the Emmys. And, and like, Trevor Noah, we got to get somebody else. He's terrible. He's god-awful. I hate him. He's a snooze fest. 
anyone else. I, like, this may be a little bit controversial. I, I, I love Bill Burr. I would love to have Bill Burr on, on the set. I really would. I love Bill Burr. I think he's fa- great. I think he's fantastic. Him hosting the Grammys as, like, somebody who actually does play the drums, I think would be kind of interesting. He's the best comedian. He's one of the best comedians ever. And it's just like, Tre- Trevor Noah, he, he's boring. He's really boring. Get Conan. Get anyone else besides, like, out of all of the late night hosts, when he was doing The Daily Show, I was like, man, I just, Trevor Noah is just so fucking boring. And he plays it so safe. Ugh, man, I'm just, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm just, I'm sad. I'm sad that it's just like, once again, Trevor Noah is the host of the Grammys. And it was just like, literally, anytime he was talking, like, towards halfway through the Grammys, I was like, mute. Every single time he talked. I didn't care what was going on. I was like, like, the presentation of the awards, the performances. I mean, there are so many great, iconic moments. Shout out to my girl, Hannah Montana. Miley Cyrus. That's my girl. That's my girl. Looking like Dolly Parton out there. God, man. Love. Love Molly. I literally am so tired, and I essentially, like, equate Miley Cyrus to, like, the millennial version of Dolly Parton so much that I literally merged their names together and called her Molly. Anyways, um, shout out to Miley. But, uh, we'll, we'll get into all of this at a later date, but also... God, man. Of course, Taylor Swift had to fucking steal the show multiple times during the fucking show. And she's now like, I'm coming out with a new album like Diana Ross. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. Everybody show. I'm coming. She's coming out with a new song or a new album called The Manuscript. By the way, God, like Taylor Swift is kind of on her shit with vinyl, right? Because, again, you know, she's one of the biggest artists when it comes to vinyl ever, when it comes to just raw sales. Because, and I figured this out. I figured out how she sells so much goddamn vinyl, right? This is how she sells it, okay? This is how. She sells and moves vinyl like nobody's business because she comes out with 89 bajillion versions of vinyl. And Swifties are so insane, they will literally buy... The 89 different versions of the exact same album. Psycho, psychopathy. Like, fans are like, I want to complete the clock for Midnight's. And I'm like, I don't. And they're like, but I'm I'm completing it, so I'll buy like six versions of Midnight's. Which I'll get into my thoughts on Midnight's snubbing a lot of awards from uh, a lot of different artists. Artists? Artists. No artists. You're gonna hear you're gonna hear me struggle a lot tonight. But um even though I was sad that a lot of my that uh, guts got snubbed multiple times throughout the show, I'm still kinda happy for Taylor. I love Taylor Swift. Love her. Love, 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 love her. Cannot wait for the tortured poets department. That's the new album that she's coming out with. But that record is so interesting because it has this like what does this have it has this 24 page bound jacket so if you don't know how vinyl works i mean let me get my vinyl record a vinyl record i'll, I'll get this one 
So how vinyl works, right, is you have this, like, uh, you have, like, the album in its physical form. If you've never owned vinyl, like, they come in these kind of, um, these, these sleeves, right? An inner sleeve and an outer sleeve. And the outer sleeve kind of opens up like a book, right? And it gives you this kind of, like, nice, depending on, you know, the artist and the album and who cares about what and et cetera, et cetera. Like, there will be some albums with these nice kind of inner, I guess, gatefold. I think that's what it's called. But this nice inner artwork when you open up the outer sleeves. Because the outer sleeve is kind of like a book. I guess, where it's like it can open up if it has two sleeves. If it only has one sleeve, it can't. But if it has two sleeves, or if it has, or if it's a trifold, meaning that it has like three different sleeves, then it can open up and you can see like artwork on the inside. I usually don't open up my, um, the outer sleeves because it's just like, I just kind of want to get to the music and I just want to, um, to listen to the music. So I'll just pull a record out of the outer sleeves. <clears throat> I'll take the record out of the inner sleeves because there's two sleeves, an outer sleeve and an inner sleeve. I'll take it out of the inner sleeve, put it on my turntable, press play because my turntable is an automatic. It's an Audio-Technica LP60X without the Bluetooth, and I'll just start playing music, right? What Taylor has done, let me put this back. It's the album that I'm holding, by the way, is Moana. It's the soundtrack to Moana. It's great. Love Moana. Hold on. Anyways, what Moana has... Jesus Christ. Again, I'm tired. What Taylor has done is she has essentially bounded the art book that would come with the vinyl naturally. She has bounded that into the uh, into the actual outer sleeve of the record, which I don't know if... I don't know how that's going to work because I've never seen that be done before in my entire life. Never seen that. I've never heard of that. It's like you have to have really good material. And it's only $34, by the way. So it's not as if she's like, yep, I'm just going to, I'm, you know, I'm, it's, it's going to be like, um, well, I'm going to have a, like a huge markup. It's just like it's included in the vinyl, right? I don't really know what she's planning on it. Um, I mean, I'm guessing it's just like pictures and stuff like that, but it, it is... I mean, it's kind of weird, but it's bound to it, and I don't know if it's cheaply bound to it or if it's not. It's very confusing, but if she can pull it off, it's like, it's it's just like, hey, like, this is a pretty good way to, like, incorporate that artwork into your vinyl, you know? But um, this vinyl, this new album that she teased while she was winning a Grammy, I wouldn't even say subtle flex, but, she, I mean, right now, Taylor is just kind of just flexing on everybody. But as she's winning a Grammy, people people are essentially anticipating that she is going to come out with another version of her re, of a re-recorded album, right? Reputation is what it's called. And I'll probably explain this more on Sunday as well because it's just like, why not? But this album right, she teases a little bit before the Grammys, she, like, makes her profile pic black and white, 
which everybody thinks is Reputation because Reputation was black and white. Reputation was one of her albums. And so people are like, this is the re-recording. She's going to, this is the re-recording for Reputation. Nope, it's a new album. And apparently this new album, people have already figured some stuff out about it. Apparently this new album is going to talk about her relationship with her then boyfriend and Joe Alwyn, which apparently, and they were dating for like seven years, by the way. So they were dating for like a long time. Honestly, I thought she was going to marry him. I'm not going to lie to you. It, they seemed to be in kind of a perfect relationship. They seemed to kind of, he kind of seemed to have got her, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, they're going to, they're going to end up together. No, not really. But um, apparently the reason why they broke up was that he couldn't take her career. Like he couldn't take that she was so popular, so much more popular than her. She was mo- so much more popular, excuse me, than him. And he was like, I want out of this relationship. And so they were like, all right, fine, we'll separate. Apparently, that's like the rumor, I think. And so on this like album, the back cover of it is, I love you, it's ruining my life. Okay, and then another track on it is, the album is like turned on its side, so I have to look on its side. The Like the main song that people are kind of like speculating is about her ex-boyfriend, and this isn't Travis Kelsey, but it's the other guy, Joe Alwyn, the song that they're speculating is about Joe is So Long London, and the reason why they're speculating that that's the song about him is because he's British, and so it's just like sometimes Taylor is very on the nose with some of the stuff, like sometimes she's just like, yes, this is about Joe because he's from London, I can't wait for this new album, um, I haven't pre-ordered it, I haven't like, I, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to see if there's anything better. Because I know Taylor is going to, in the next couple months, she's going to have, like, 99 bajillion different versions of this album. And she's also, the base album, which I do want, the base album, I already know, she's going to have a, um, a, uh, like, uh, like, uh, She's going to be able, like, this is the version that's going to be on her website. It's going to be mass produced. I have the uh, the Moonlight, the Moonstone, the Moon Dust, whatever it's called, version of Midnight's. It's my favorite version because I love blue and I love that color of blue. And I was like, I'll just get that version of Midnight's. And I have that one. And it's still on Taylor Swift's store if I could access Taylor Swift's store. Because she's promoting the shit out of the Tortured Poets Department, which is the new album. Regardless, um, that's the Taylor Swift news, or at least the Taylor Swift news before this weekend. Let's talk about Justin Fields, because I said I was going to talk about some draft stuff. Let's talk about Justin. So, a lot of speculation is being put out that the Bears are not going to draft a quarterback. I mean, I mean, like I don't even want to say that that spec that like. I don't want to imply that people know what the Bears draft strategy is. I don't know what their strategy is. I don't think a lot of people know. I think people are essentially putting out their opinions on the Bears, and people have put out their opinions on the Bears, uh, and that is that they should not take Caleb Williams, and that they should draft Marvin Harrison Jr., and that they should continue forward with Justin Fields, and herper derper derp. Let me explain something to you very, very quickly. And I don't care if Justin Fields has won the locker room or blah, 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 blah. And everybody likes Justin. You cannot go into next season, into the next season 
with Justin Fields. I don't have anything prepared. There's some nights where I don't have anything prepared. And I just know stuff because I just watch the games and I'm subtly informed, right? I just Googled his stats. I have not looked at his stats yet. Justin Fields, I already know some. And again, this is, I know he hasn't had 4,000 yards this season, right? Let me just look at his stats. Let me scroll down. Again, this is without knowing his stats. But I know that he doesn't have 4,000 yards because it would have been like a, a huge hubbub, right? So he didn't even get close to 4,000 yards. And the reason why I say, why I mentioned the whole like, he didn't get close to 4,000 yards is because the Chicago Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passing quarterback in the history of their franchise, right? Like they have had just horrendous quarterback after horrendous quarterback, or more specifically, horrendous quarterback play after horrendous quarterback play after horrendous quarterback play ad nauseum. And Justin is just another version of that horrendous quarterback play after horrendous quarterback play after horrendous quarterback play, right? Three years he's been with Chicago. Not one time. Let me look up his numbers, right? There is this interesting statistic where I don't even think going into this season, he won five, six games, something like that. Let me Google this. Let me Google more of his stats. I got partial stats here. Let me let me Google. So Justin Fields. Oh, sweet. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. I mean, like, so it's it's unbelievable how overrated he is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. How many, how, before this season, how many wins do you think Justin Fields had? How many? How many? Justin, going into this season, had five wins. I was like, I that that statistic is shocking to me. It's staggering. It's ridiculous how little wins he has. He has five wins going into this season. I mean, I guess I should congratulate Justin because he has this season, one, two, three, four. Hey, look at that, five. So now he's in the double-digit bracket. Only took him three years, ladies and gentlemen. But Justin Fields won as many games as the majority of the teams that made it to the playoffs this year. He did it in three years, ladies and gentlemen. Did it in three years. It's like, how fucking ridiculous is that? Look. I will be the first one to admit that the Bears are a god-awful organization. They're a god-awful team. But I will also say, like, his tenure with the Bears is nothing to write home about. It is in no way, shape, or form impressive in the slightest. In the slightest. And it should not be something that should be consistently consistently excused let me show you something here right so remember how i was talking about how justin fields isn't a 4,000 yard thrower and all that good stuff there's there's significance to it right justin fields he is i I didn't like this early on he talked about how he was a top five rushing quarterback in the history of the sport history of the nfl i was like dude can we like reel some of this stuff in it's like bro 
the reason why you are so effective, and I've, I'll say this until my dying day, the reason why Justin Fields, and I'll put this in the biggest air quotes you can possibly make, the reason why he is a good quote-unquote runner or running quarterback, it's not because he's athletic, it's because defenses don't care. Because he's, at that point, when he starts to unlock his legs and use his legs, and he starts to get like a lot of yards or whatever with his legs, like at that point in the game, the defense is like, bro, our offense is killing your defense. We don't really have to do anything. If you're going to take shots, if you're going to run around, and if you're just going to extend plays and take time off the clock, well, we're fine with that. As long as you just don't score a touchdown in one play. We're fine with that. We're fine with you wasting time running around and taking hits, by the way, unnecessary hits. He's never played in a full season, by the way. Never in his career. It's been 12 games, 15 games, and then 13 games. Never played in a full season. He's always hurt. That's another excuse. People are like, Justin's always hurt. And it's just like, yeah, because he doesn't protect himself. But Justin... as a runner is ineffective. He's not Lamar. He's not like, or even Cam, where Cam is like, Cam was in his prime able to use his running to essentially benefit the offense. Justin, his running at the very least doesn't accentuate the offense. It kind of is just like a sign, a signal that the offense hasn't performed very well and the defense is like, yeah, you can take anything you want. As long as you don't take a quick touchdown, we're fine with that. We don't care. Oh, and you, we also get to hit your quarterback. That's great. This season, he listed himself as, like, a top five rushing quarterback in the history of the NFL. I was like, dude, you haven't won five games. I was saying that back then, and I was like, I found that stat back then and even now to be ridiculous. He hasn't won five games. Or, excuse me, six games going into this season. Now he's won 10, so we'll clap it up for him. Ten fucking games he's won. Want to know his numbers this season? I got them for you. I got his numbers. DJ Moore had another just fantastic season. It was his best season ever. It was his best season ever. 1,300 yards, 96 receptions, 8 touchdowns. His best season ever. It was also Justin Fields' best season ever. This is the difference between an elite player and a non-elite player. Do you want to, like, Justin Fields, highest completion percentage he's ever had. Highest pass rating he's ever had. Highest yards that he's ever had. I think, I mean, it's his second best touchdown interception ratio he's ever had. Do you want to know his numbers? Actually, before I tell you his numbers, let me tell you DJ Moore's numbers, right? Again, career year for him. 96 receptions, 1,300 yards, 8 touchdowns, right? Balling, balling, especially in Chicago, where it's like Chicago sucks as a sports team. It's like, it's great. Now, granted, DJ Moore really didn't have any security at quarterback with the the uh, the Panthers, so you could maybe, so Justin probably was his best option at quarterback. But again, it's like the Bears, not the Bears, but Carolina wasn't as a disaster. But again, career year for DJ Chicago paid for him. 
they got a high return on their investment. Carolina traded him, stupid return on their investment. Shouldn't have traded him, should have traded Derek Brown. He's got awful. I know he was a pro bowler, but still, I'll trade him. Talking about career years. Justin had a career year. Justin's career year was below average when it comes to completion percentage. 61%, below average, significantly below average. But it's an increase on the 58% that he had in his rookie season and the 60% he had in his sophomore season. But it's still bad. His yards, right? Rookie season, 1,800 yards. Second season, 2,200 yards. Third season, 2,500 yards. It's an improvement on the last few seasons. I mean, we're... It's disgraceful to have 2,500 yards in the NFL. Disgraceful. Touchdown to interception ratio. He had the second most touchdowns, second best touchdown to interception ratio. His rookie season, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. In 2022, he had like a he had almost a one to one touchdown interception ratio, which is horrendous. It was 17 to 11, and then this season it was a two to one, but he had no touchdowns. It was like 16 to nine. It's like, bro, like I don't give a shit about your touchdown to interception ratio when you have less than 20 touchdowns through the air. I don't care about his running. I don't. I don't care about his running. Do you want to know why? I will tie in Jalen Hurts. No, not really Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts doesn't really like, he does, he's not that, he's not as great of a runner as Lamar. I mean, Lamar, that's not really that fair, but you know what I mean? Like Jalen will score a lot of touchdowns off of that touch push. So it's not like Lamar Jackson running like 20 yards out and he's down, he's dodging, he's weaving, he's bobbing and weaving, he's, you know, he's spinning off of tackles, he's hitting the juice, he's hitting the jets, you know, he's scoring touchdowns, but it's not from like one yard out. It's like he actually has to do a lot to get that, which is why I'm like, I'm not really going to talk about Jalen Hurts' touchdowns, his rushing touchdowns. I will talk about Lamar's. But like Justin, I'm not going to talk about his rushing touchdowns because they're either stat padding or they don't matter through the ground. He needs to be a better passer. Lamar worked on his pass. What were his numbers? What's Lamar's numbers? Let me show you, like, for everybody that's like, Justin, Justin runs. Justin runs. Justin runs. Lamar had 24 touchdowns through the air, seven touch, seven interceptions. He had 3,600 yards. Tack on, like, 800. Let me, let me pull up his rushing numbers. Like, tack on probably, like, four or five more touchdowns, right? And, like, four to 500 yards. That's that's what you have, right? So he's like at 4,000 yards and also like somewhere close to 30 total touchdowns, right? But then also include the... What, what's going on? Where's my remote? I'm getting an ad for Max. Max is like... Max is advertising like all of their new shows and during... Because uh, I'm watching a replay of the other uh, Mavs and they were broadcasting all these ads and stuff like that, and they have the new Penguin TV show and the new House of Dragons TV show as well. Hold on. They have the True Detective Night Country, The Regime. I don't know what the fuck that is. Curb Your Enthusiasm, House of Dragon. Haven't seen the first episode. Pretty Little Liars. Don't really care. Yeah, the Penguin. I get the... When, when, the peng, when is the Penguin coming out? I love the Penguin. Gotta see the Penguin. Give me like two seconds. I got to Google the penguin. It's supposed to come out this year. I'll also talk about Max 
as a streaming platform in a little bit. I got to go on a rant about that too. But Lamar, right? Like, touchdown and interception ratio, immaculate. It's a little bit over 3-1. to one. Great. Passer rating, over 102. Great. That's fantastic. That's elite. Completion percentage, 67%. That's, fan- that's elite. That's elite. Every single passing statistic is at an incredibly high level. It's just he's missing a little bit of volume, right? Because he also does a lot of running, even now. But he's learned how to protect himself, and he's still an effective runner. That's the difference between Lamar Jackson. It's like Lamar's an effective runner. Justin isn't. Lamar's an effective passer. He's one of the best in the league. Justin isn't. 2,500 yards for... Justin Fields. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So, I'll bring all of this full circle. It's not even a debate. He's won 10 games in three seasons. It's not a debate, folks. You get rid of Justin Fields. And to me, I'm a bit shocked at how much pushback that's getting. It shouldn't be, well, maybe we should draft, you know, a a top, you know, wide receiver or whatever. It's like, Justin isn't the guy. And to me, if I was the Bears, I would have traded Justin. I I mean, I would trade Justin as soon as humanly possible and be like, we're moving on. We're going after Caleb. That should be what's going to be. That's that's the plan. There's nothing he's shown you in in three years. Like, he's up for an extension this year. Because of his tenure, right? Because of how long he's been here. He's a three-year player going into his fourth year. He's up for an extension. Do you really feel... Like, let me put it... Like, another way to to say this. Do you feel confident paying Justin Fields $40, $45 million annually? Off of 10 wins. All right. Sure. Okay. All right. Another thing before I kind of get into the final subject because I'm tired and it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I have to be up early to like do my homework and stuff like that. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But it's just it's just I'm tired. I want this week to be over with. So badly. Max, the streaming service is so fucking weird. And I'm, I'm just going to go on this rant to go on this rant because I'm going to lose my mind if I don't talk about this. Max is starting to license out. Max is HBO, right? It used to be HBO Max, and now it's just Max, and it has like a bunch of other networks on it that nobody really cares about or wants. It's like it's HBO. HBO is is the draw for Max. Like nobody's like, wow, I'm, I'm excited to watch National Ge- Geographic on Max or whatever. I, I like National Geographic, but it's just like, come on, it's National Geographic. It's literally uh, school on television, you know? They do some really cool stuff, but it's like it's school on television. But it's like, Max is starting to license out their IPs to Netflix. And Netflix is like, Netflix is kind of like the Facebook now of streaming services, except if like, you tolerated Facebook a lot more. Like, let me get my iPad really fast. This was fascinating. Fascinating stuff. For me, at least. 
And I'll say this, right? If I can go on this little diatribe here, there was this movie called Yesterday. It was this movie about what would happen if everybody woke up and the Beatles, like people, and the Beatles didn't form as like a band, right? And essentially there's this guy that, is like, oh, uh, there's this musician who's like, oh, like, um, I, I'm musically inclined and I'm somewhat talented and stuff like that. So I can recreate their success with the Beatles. And he does. He be essentially becomes like the biggest rock star, pop star on the planet in the film. Here's the thing. That wasn't the original premise of the movie. The original premise of the movie was that... The guy, again, it's similar premise, but it's it has differences. The Beatles, the original premise of the movie was the Beatles still are not formed as like a rock band. The guy still attempts to essentially steal their music, right? Because that's, I mean, like, like that's just, I'm dressing it up and the movie kind of dresses it up. He's fucking stealing their fucking music. But he doesn't have the success. And the reason why he doesn't have the success is because he's not the fucking Beatles. He's not the Beatles. He's not John Paul, George, or Ringo. He's not the Beatles. He can take the lyrics, he can play the notes, but he is not the Beatles. And more importantly, or maybe not more importantly, but as importantly, he is not playing and performing their music in the era that they played and performed their music, right? The implication... Being essentially is like the Beatles are popular, not only or were popular back then, not only because they created a lot of great music and stuff like that, but because of the era that they were in. They didn't have the internet, they didn't have all of this, all of the uh, the labels and all this other bullshit, and so they could kind of just do their own thing. And the cream kind of rose to the top. There wasn't a whole lot of pr uh, promotion and all that good stuff for uh, for them in regards to labels, and they they were popular a lot more organically than a lot of artists and musicians are today, right? Right, and that's kind of what the, the movie, the original premise of the movie was trying to essentially showcase, right? The context of, or not the context, but like, uh, but the, but essentially the movie was about like trying to showcase off like, yes, like you can have this uberly popular medium, this band, this book, whatever, but it won't be popular if it's not performed by the people during the time period, right? And so I essentially will like transcribe that concept to Peacock taking away the office from Netflix. I mean, I don't know how much money they were paying Netflix or Netflix was paying them to stream the office on Netflix. The office to me is synonymous with Netflix. It's not synonymous with Peacock. Like as much as everybody loves the office as a TV show, nobody is inclined to then go to Peacock to then watch the office on Peacock. I mean, hell, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have Peacock. You know what I have? You know what I did after The Office moved from Netflix to Peacock? And as soon as, like, that got revealed, like, I just bought the Netflix, uh, not the, the Netflix, Jesus Christ. I just bought The Office on uh, on DVD. I was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not paying for Peacock. Why would I pay so I can watch The Office? I can watch the, the Office for free at home on a DVD player. It's not as convenient, but I have it. 
I think the same thing kind of goes with Max, right? Like Avatar The Last Airbender is on Netflix. It's like, how does that happen? Avatar is a huge TV show. None of these, the thing that streaming services kind of don't understand or realize is that a lot of people, yes, like we love streaming services for their convenience. Like Netflix has done some bullshit shit over the last couple of years, but you want to know what? Everybody fucking watches Netflix because it has like the biggest library of great content, at least in my opinion, on the internet right now. Like there's some other streaming services that can compete with like originals and stuff like that, but they also don't have like licensing to stream other content. So it's like the best bang for buck and it's like great. And it's one of, it's great when it comes to convenient. And because Netflix has been in the game for so fucking long, they have it down packed when it comes to, uh, to the actual, excuse me, when it comes to the actual platform, right? So their platform, their IP is great. Like I'm looking at it right now and it's just like, I'm looking at my, my app on my fucking iPad and it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Here's all this content. If you want to watch it, you can watch it. And it's just like, like they give me great recommendations off of shit that I want to watch or have already watched. They're like, we already, we like, we think you would like this. Like, like here's, here's what they've recommended to me, right? The Flintstones, which the original one, not the original one, but the live action one, which I kind of want to watch again, to be honest with you. Then they recommended to me the Batman, which is the t- not the movie, but the TV show, the animated TV show in the early 2000s, the Fairly Odd Parents, which I fucking loved as a kid, Ben 10, again, loved as a kid, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, loved it as a kid, Zoe 101, again, loved it as a kid, I love, you know what, I love Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide and Zoe 101 as an adult, right, Rugrats, Legend of Korra, Powerpuff Girls, Victorious, Justice League, iCarly. Like, this is the shit that I watched as a kid, and I kind of still like to this day. It's ridiculous. Kenan and Cal, they recommended to me the, like, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. And I've seen that TV show cover to cover, front to back, twice. I've seen it twice. I've seen it once on Netflix. I saw it a second time on HBO Max. It's ridiculous how much shit... I mean, they're they're like 360 no-scoping me when it comes to these recommendations. I go to Peacock. I have to tell them what I want to watch to be able to watch. Just let me just let me scroll on your fucking app. I go to CBS's Paramount. I have to fucking scroll to, to I have to tell them this is what I want to watch. I shouldn't tell you what I want to watch. Let, let me, I'm, I'm an adult. I know how streaming services work. I'm not a child. Let me just browse your library. And then it's just like, well, how do I know that I want to watch your TV shows if I've never watched your TV shows? It's ridiculous. Anyways. Gosh. Sorry, I'm a little bit um, losing my mind a little bit. And then, of course, they recommended they being Netflix. They're like, hey, uh, we're going to recommend. We're going to recommend this. Um. What is it? What the fuck did they recommend to me? What did they recommend? I don't know what they recommended. They recommended something to me. What did they recommend? I don't know. Regardless, right? Netflix is on top of their shit. Every other streaming service isn't. If I put something that's good, if I boost it a little bit, 
Everyone's going to fucking watch it. It's why Netflix is still fucking king. Like, everybody's trying to play fucking catch up. It is what it is. It happens. It's like Netflix is top dog. They kind of can't do anything wrong. They raise their prices. Nobody cares. They make it so now it's like you have to be in the house that uh, the account is under to be able to watch their shit. And it's just like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Because it's like they have, like, bro. So, you like, because of the writer strikes, some of their TV shows aren't even, like, some of their more popular TV shows aren't even, like, they're, like, Squid Games. Squid Games is, I think, going to come out this year. Like, Wednesday, I don't know if that TV show is supposed to come out this year or not. The second season. Arcane, I think it's supposed to be released either this year or next year. Uh, Stranger Things, the final season. I don't know when that shit is coming out. I, like, it's probably going to be released in 2025. But it's just, like, all these TV shows that are, like, critically acclaimed great TV shows. I mean, The Witcher before they ruined it with Henry uh, Cavill. I haven't seen the third season at all. I've not seen a single drop of it. I haven't seen it at all. I can't I can't bring myself to watch it. But, like, The Witcher, they remade Lucifer. They, like, bought that IP. They're like, Fox, if you're not going to finish it, we'll finish it. And they finished it, and it was great. Like, Netflix is doing some really obnoxious business practices, but they are a really, really fucking smart company. They also were like, we see that everybody goes goo goo and gaga for these like in season documentaries, these sports documentaries, and nobody has a fucking market on these in season sports documentaries at all. Like HBO tried to get into it with hard knocks, but NFL network manages it. So guess fucking what? It's terrible. Hard knocks is garbage. I haven't even seen the Miami one. And it's like Miami is an interesting team with an interesting coach with like interesting personalities. And I knew they botched it because nobody talked about it when it was going on. And then it's just like, I literally said last year when the quarterback TV show with Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota came out, I was like, I don't care about Kirk. I don't care. I definitely don't care about Marcus Mariota because they have Patrick Mahomes as like the forefront, like in the front of the fucking TV show because they have Patrick right fucking there. It's going to go gangbusters. And guess fucking what? It went gangbusters. And yes, it's like they went to the Super Bowl, but I was like, Netflix is in charge. Mahomes is there. It's going to go gangbusters. You want to know what the NFL Network is doing? Another boring ass fucking documentary about Jerry Jones or some other company is doing. I don't know if it's Amazon or whatever. Like Amazon tried to get into it and Amazon's first foray. Do you want to know what Amazon's first foray? Amazon Prime. Do you want to know what Amazon Prime did? Their first foray into covering sports was to have a was to have a documentary about Barry Sanders. It's just like one of the most quiet, kind of like unassuming superstars in the sport. It's like, why would you cover Barry Sanders? Apple TV is kind of doing it correctly. I kind of want to watch the fucking uh, the fucking Tom Brady documentary. What's it called? The Dynasty, and I think it's off of the book, uh, The Dynasty, which is which it essentially covers the um, the dynasty of the Patriots. But that documentary actually kind of looks good. Hold on. It's supposed to come out on February 16th of this year. So that's awesome. My overall point with all of this, like, you know, freaking out, bitching and moaning, etc. What the fuck? 
Netflix has a Netflix has One Piece. No shot. No shot. Netflix. It, what? See, like this. This is the stuff I'm talking about, right? Like net Netflix is like, we have One Piece. I mean, they they, they kind of don't. Wait, well, hold on. If like four, they, it goes all the way to four hundred. I'm at episode 458. How far does this shit go? What? It goes all the way to episode 1000. I was just on like, I was on 406, 407. Impel down is like 422, 458. Marine Ford, how long is this arc? Is it seriously? Like, like what? What is going on? Marine Ford... Is 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 at episode five hundred and sixteen, and then Netflix is like, "Yep, the egghead thing that is that's at a thousand. We'll just say that Netflix has four hundred episodes of One Piece. They have four hundred episodes of that TV show. Like Netflix will like they'll take risks. They'll take you know what they won't even take risks. They'll just say yes to content. They're just like, "Yep, we got them." We got One Piece. We got 400 episodes of One Piece. Most people aren't going to watch past 100. I mean, Lord knows I didn't even get past 10 or 5. But Netflix understands like, yeah, we kind of want to be, we we kind of want to have a lot of eggs in our basket. We'll fucking have originals. We'll also have shit that people want to watch, that people are watching. And then it's like Peacock is like, we have one of the greatest, most popular TV shows of the last 20 years when it comes to streaming services in the office. And nobody will fucking watch our fucking streaming service because or nobody will watch it on our streaming service because our streaming service sucks. and Nobody cares about us. Great job. Great fucking job. Anyways. What is this? They have this TV show called The Night Agent. Oh my god, I'm getting sucked into it. Oh no, no, I thought this was the guy from Game of Thrones and it's not. It looks like him though. There's like 99 bajillion fucking TV shows with, what is it? With goddamn, goddamn fucking cops. It's like NCIS, SWAT. (laughs) NCIS and then it's just SWAT. And then it's like the night agent. And I'm just like, what? Like, what? how many cop shows do we have to have? How many fireman TV shows do we have to have? It's just, I don't know. I don't know. And then they're popular. And it's just, I don't. All right. I'm like, okay. God. You know what I'm watching now? I got to get off of Netflix because it's just like I'm now just a, now just watching it. You want to know? What I'm, uh, gosh, hold on. Shout out to Justice League and shout out to the OG Kevin Conroy. God, just passed. He was the original voice actor of the, of Batman. Is Justice League on Netflix popular? I feel like it is because I constantly see it being promoted by Netflix, but it's just like also my algorithm would heavily recommend it to me because i love this tv show so much but i don't know i mean i have it on dvd and i've seen it cover to cover 
I've seen Justice League and I've seen Justice League Unlimited. So it's just like, I I don't know if it's just my algorithm or if it's actually popular. But then it's just like, I got recommended the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it looks awful. It looks so bad. Oh my God. And it got 26 episodes in the first season. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. It got 26 episodes in the first season. And then it got 26 in the second. And then it's just like, but ne- but Netflix won't get the full license for it. Like what Netflix, and I think this is smart. And I think this benefits Netflix a lot more than it benefits these networks. Netflix, oh my God, by the way, I just saw, there was that God awful TV show about Blockbuster with Amy Santiago, the lady that played her. It was 10 episodes long and it was supposed to be about like Blockbuster and like the old, it was, it was a bad concept. It was a terrible concept. I don't know why they ran with it. And I feel so bad for her because it's like, that's probably one of the final TV shows that she may get, but yeah, Blockbuster on Netflix. Yikes. Was I? Oh yeah. I I was kind of shitting on the Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And I know that it has more seasons, but the, but what Netflix will do is they will get like a partial license for a TV show and they'll just have that on their, um, on their, what is it on their streaming service? Because they want, they like, they want to fucking, yeah, it got five seasons, the seasons, excuse me, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing. They don't care about having the full seasons. They just want to increase watch time. They want to keep you on the app, right? And so they're like, cool, we won't get all five seasons of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'll just get two, and most people will probably not finish off all five seasons, right? Because most people aren't me. They're not going to finish stuff. They're not going to finish TV shows, but yeah. Um, God, man, they made a second version of it. I hate what Nickelodeon has done with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just... It's just swing and a miss after swing and a miss after swing and a miss after swing and a miss, swing and a miss after swing and a miss. And it's just like, guys, like some of this stuff isn't difficult, but for some weird reason, you make it difficult. Like I feel like not even I feel like, but for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show that they came out with, they were just like, we're just going to get name brand actors and actresses to portray these characters and that's kind of what we're going to roll with. And that's kind of what we're going to do. And that's uh, how we're going to roll with it. And it fucking sucks. It really fucking sucks. Because it's just like, it, it's just, it's just, you don't fucking get what makes these characters great. And they've had the license for this TV show for fuck, for a fucking decade. And it fucking pissed me off how fucking bad they've shanked the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. How badly they've just... What am I watching? Jesus Christ. It's I'm watching a Telemundo ad because it's two o'clock in the morning right now. But it's like they've completely and utterly shanked the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, as an IP. They have multiple movies. They have multiple different TV shows. They keep re-fucking branding it and remaking it over and over and over again. And at times it doesn't even make any fucking sense. You like like when I was a kid. Let me get on my high horse here. Let me get on my let me get on my soapbox here, right? When I was a kid, I used to watch on WBTV, the the now like defunct isn't even around WBTV. I used to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
on the WBTV every single Saturday early in the morning. I don't know why uh, networks had cartoons on early on in the morning, but that's that's what it was. Probably because our parents would not allow us to watch TV all day, and so we had to watch TV in the morning. But on WBTV, they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm i going to talk about this later on. But they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on WBTV. It was like the greatest fucking thing ever. This I, I'm trying to find it because uh, like a, a couple of months ago, I bought a bunch of like I bought a bunch of TV shows from this seller on Macari who like essentially has all of the TV who has like all of the episodes of certain TV shows or whatever. Boom, here it is. Right? It's it's fucking expensive, right? But there's but this guy, right, on Macari has the entire like early 2000s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a little bit of a darker interpretation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's super fucking accurate, and they have so many awesome story arcs, the characters are awesome, they're very, very well developed, it's an awesome fucking TV show, it was built in the early 2000s, and and they have like so many great, unique story arcs, it's probably the best version of the fucking TV show I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. And they have seven goddamn seasons, 156 episodes, 156 episodes, boggles my mind, boggles my fucking mind, 156 episodes, get out of town, get out of town. Last season kind of went off the wall. I'm not going to lie to you. Like there are space aliens and magical, mystical weapons and all that shit, but off the fucking wall, insane, insane TV show, love that TV show, but it's like, I go from that to, well, uh, we're just gonna fucking rebrand all of the fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles every five years, it's just, oh my god, just pick a side, like, pick a side, get well-developed characters, get better fucking voice actors and actresses and stuff like that, and stop trying to reinterpret, like, I'm looking at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right, like, there's a weird theme of putting the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on goddamn steroids, right, on fucking steroids, right, like, Raphael literally looks like Bruticus, like, he looks like a fucking monster, Leonardo is skinny, like, first, they're brothers, they're like twin brothers, right, they are, or it's implied kind of like they are twin brothers. Why is Michelangelo like a fucking five-year-old here? Michelangelo is like the smallest motherfucking rodent or turtle of the fucking group. It's like, guys, like they're similarly sized in shapes. Like the cool thing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is that they fight all the time, right? A lot of the time it's Leonardo versus Raphael, but it can also be Michelangelo versus Raphael as well. And Michelangelo can kind of win because he's on the same fucking skill level as Michelangelo. Or excuse me, Raphael. Because they fucking train. It's just Michelangelo's fucking goofy. Shit! They don't get it. They don't get these fucking characters. They have no new ideas for these characters. 
they just want to recycle the IP over and over and over and over and over again. So that way it brings them money. I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the promo for it. The promo for it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on with these Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, gosh. It just, oh, my gosh. So disgusting what happens to them. So fucking disgusting. Sorry that it's taken me this long to get on the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I promise you we will get there. I just got to say this. This seller that I am planning on getting, I plan on getting like, I, I like this seller. I like this guy that he essentially takes movies or not movies. He takes like TV shows and stuff like that. And he puts them on Blu-ray discs and he does custom artwork and stuff like that. They're great. They're great. Like, bootlegs of the TVs and movies that I buy because uh, they don't have official releases. But, um, I mean, business is going good, I guess, because, my God, um, (laughs) he's fucking, he's fucking increased how much shit he's selling. Like, it used to be, I mean, it still is like all the TV shows that I watched as a kid, all the TV shows I loved as a kid and stuff like that. And it's gone to like other shit, like modern, modern TV shows like um, Hawkeye, Ahsoka and all that stuff. And then he's added in more TV shows as well. Like, for example, where is it? What page am I on? Like, for example, he's adding in like Jackie Chan Adventures, which I don't think he ever had that one going on. I used to like that show. I used to watch it on Disney Channel. It's like an animated Disney show. And then he added in all of these fucking millennial TV shows. Like, he added in Good Luck Charlie, which I kind of liked. And I saw the kid, the uh, the kid with the brown hair. He has a YouTube channel now because, of course, he does. And I actually liked Good Luck Charlie growing up. I was like 14 when I aged out of Disney Channel and Good Luck Charlie was still going on. And I was like, huh. Like, Good Luck Charlie is kind of a good sitcom. Like, it's a kid's show, but it's kind of a good sitcom. Bridget Mendler, the blonde, in the uh, the teenager in the TV show, is like a doctor now. She completely, like, I, I talked about it one time on the podcast. I was just, like, Googling stuff and stuff like that. What is it? Bridget Mendler. Yeah, Bridget Mendler. It's weird how you spell her name. It's B-R-I-D-G-I-T. But Bridget Mendler, right? doctor or nurse right and then she went to like yale or harvard or whatever yeah sure i'm right i'm like harvard she went to mit she went to usc she like fucking rock star right not just like a literal rock star right but an actual like regardless of her disney channel career like an actual rock star I mean, my God, absolute fucking, this girl is a fucking beast, man. My goodness. Hold on, I got to look this up. Like, her education is insane. She has a degree in anthropology from USC. 
two members of her band also study like at USC as well. 2017 Mendler announced she was was announced as one of the 2017 MIT Media Labs Directors Fellows. Da, 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 da. As of 2022, she is currently concurrently enrolled at Harvard Law School. She's going to be a fucking lawyer. Enrolled at Harvard Law and at MIT. Again, right? Bridget Mendler. Good luck, Charlie. Good fucking luck, Charlie, is more like it. If you're going to live up to Bridget Mendler, rock star, stud, lawyer at Harvard, and whatever she's doing at MIT. I didn't know what she's doing at MIT. Sorry. But yeah, um, it like I'm not going to lie to you, man. When I see the actors and actresses of my childhood doing good, oh man, it warms my heart so much. Oh, I kind of knew about her already because I already Googled her again, but it's just like it's a refresher. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, I'm so happy for Bridget Mendler. Sorry, anyways. Um, yeah, like the guy that I bought like all of these TV shows from. And he has other stuff that I want as well. But he's, it's like he's got the Wizards of Waverly Place. He's got the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. He's got the Sweet Life on deck. He's got Rhesus. He's got Rhesus. Who the fuck has Rhesus? Like some of these, some of these TV shows, I feel like some of like some of the actual IP owners should have actually released them to some degree on like to given them like a complete series. But it's like he's got the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It had 87 episodes in it. The original one. And then the other one on deck probably had 50. They had they had 71. Had 71 plus a movie. Oh, gosh. It's just, this, I mean, this guy is fucking cooking. I mean, he's got stuff that I want. He's got stuff that I don't want. I mean, I'm not going to buy any of those TV shows. I'm not going to buy any of those Disney Channel TV shows. Maybe. Maybe Reese's. Because I love Reese's. But I, eh, I, I was, I was a little bit too old for Reese's, to be honest with you. Or I was too, not too old, but too young. Ironically enough, like I was a baby, I think, when it came out. Damn. He's got Yu-Gi-Oh five Ds, which I do like as well. I have Yu-Gi-Oh five Ds, but Yu-Gi-Oh five Ds. There's like a hundred and twenty something episodes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Only English dub version. Okay, that's fine. I like Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. It's like one of the better Yu-Gi-Oh! TV shows. Now I'm just like shopping on the podcast. Hold on. He's got the Bad Batch. He's got... I mean, he's got a lot of good stuff. I want to come back to it. You want to know, you want to know why I just haven't been done with this and why I haven't been done with this seller of all these movies and TV because they're like they're gooberly expensive everything is like 70 dollars right for like these bootleg tv shows and um and stuff like that like god man i paid 50 dollars for the complete series of like kim possible 50 fucking dollars for it it's like i've never paid for i i think i paid something similar for the office and the office has like nine seasons and it has like probably somewhere close to 200 episodes 
I mean, granted, it's like you get 87 episodes on Blu-ray and the movie and it's a bootleg. So you're like, all right, I can kind of justify this. But it's just like 80. It's like 50 fucking dollars. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle TV show is like $70. It's why nobody's bought it because it's like $70. Who's going to buy that? Me. I'm going to buy it. Plus, it's like like my cart, my cart before, my cart was like, I mean, it was well over 200 and something dollars for like seven TV shows. Again, granted, it was the entirety of the TV show, but Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, gosh. It was a lot. It was a lot. <clears throat> Anyways. Sorry. Ending the show on Mahomes, right? Because it's now almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Go me go. I love how I'm like, I want this to be a short podcast, and then I'm like, all right, um, it's not going to be a long one, and it's also going to cut in deeply into my sleep. Oh gosh, I'm tired. Anyways. Um what was I talking about? God man, I'm so fucking exhausted here. Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is gonna win. Patrick Mahomes is gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I'm I'm a bit shocked that like, like, there's these weird stats that, like, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to be this underdog. You want to know what? I'm just going to cut right to the fucking chase. Not only are the Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl, and I've said that whoever... I've been saying this for, like, two weeks straight. I've said whoever's going to come out of the, the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. But on top of that, I think the Chiefs are going to fucking blow the fucking front doors off the fucking Niners. Like... I feel like Brock Purdy is overrated, drastically so. And can I, like, let me spend a couple minutes on Brock, right? So everybody's like, why isn't Brock getting any accolades? He's an MVP caliber player. He's this, he's that. Like, you know what? I haven't even, again, I haven't done any prep work on this whatsoever. It's just, it's usually, right? It's usually a hunch. It's usually like, I'm pretty informed about a lot of the league, and I can kind of keep up with certain stuff and all that good stuff and da-da-da-da-da. And so I can kind of figure out what's going on. Let me just, I'm taking a swing. I may, I'm taking a swing. I'll tell you what's going on regardless, but I'm taking a swing. I'm going to take a swing and I'm going to look up Brock Purdy's numbers and I'm going to look at another guy's numbers. Okay, his numbers are better than the other guy's numbers. They're better. They're better. How much better? Kind of marginally comparatively to when this other guy went to the Super Bowl. I'm talking about Jimmy Garoppolo here. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo in 2019, when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, he had a 69% completion percentage, 3,900 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and a 102.0 passer rating. That was Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo. And we already know how well that turned out, right? Brock Purdy, 69% completion percentage, 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I mean, they're similar. It's very similar. Can you argue that Brock has had a better season? Yeah, but it's not significantly. It's marginally. Nobody thought Jimmy Garoppolo was the MVP in 2019. I don't think anyone today would be like, you know what, Brock, not Brock, Jimmy is this great quarterback and he's da-da-da and he's great and he's this and he's that and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, nobody would think that today. Everybody thinks, wow, he's not very good. When he went to the Raiders, it was like, 
Like, my first thought was, wow, you went from Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo. You either made a lateral move or a worse move. Turns out they made a worse move. Point being, it's not Brock Purdy. It's not. I've been saying that for weeks, if not months. And a lot of people who are actually smart have also been saying the exact same thing. It's not this guy, right? It's Debo Samuel. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Brandon Ayuk. It's Trent Williams. It's George Kittle. It's all pro pro bowler, all pro pro bowler, all pro pro bowler. After all pro pro bowler. Like I said it in the NFC Championship game, and I watched Brock play for like the last month practically straight where I was like, this guy at times doesn't go through his reads. He'll check it down to McCaffrey. McCaffrey's McCaffrey, and he'll just turn up the field. And he'll take like a check down behind the line of scrimmage for like a gain of 20 yards. Because he's Christian McCaffrey. It's what he does. It's what he does. But Brock is getting this like weird acknowledgement that he's just like this great football player and <clears throat> and he's a winner and he'll carry the 49ers to victory and he deserve and people should watch out for Brock. I'm like, let me tell you something. If Kansas City shuts down the run, blowout. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to be a blowout. Kansas City will not make the mistakes that Detroit make made and also the Packers. Unironically, both teams could have beat the Niners. Detroit could have absolutely handed the Niners their lunch money. All they had to do was continue to run the football, right? Or get yards out of the running game and stop McCaffrey. They didn't do either one. And they let McCaffrey and Brock kind of do their thing. Right? Jordan Love, at the end of the game, throws the game-losing interception. I think all he needed was a field goal. There's nothing to me that suggests that Brock Purdy is the staggeringly better quarterback comparatively to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, if I take a Ray Chris, this Christian McCaffrey trade probably saved the 49ers, 49ers' future over the long term, over the short term, excuse me, because my God, they would not be the same football team if they did not have Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's just a fact. Just a fact. Especially, and you can't even argue with that because people are like, Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP of the league, right? Right? That's the argument. Christian McCaffrey is so great and he's so good, he should be the MVP of the league. I'm like, well, if you're saying that, if you're saying running back is the MVP of the league, you can't really tell me that his quarterback is as good as him. We'll see what happens. He had, oh my God, this is so fucking disgusting. Against the Lions. Oh no, this is Brock Purdy's numbers. Jesus Christ. I was about to say Christian McCaffrey had 200 yards of rush. No, he didn't. He had 90. But he got a lot of that in the second half. It wasn't like he had 90 yards overall. But then it's like he also had yards receiving as well. Regardless, the Niners are just... The Niners, to me, when it comes to Purdy, are just, like, he's a placeholder. Like, they swung and missed on Trevor, or not Tre- Trevor, excuse me, but on Trey Lance. He was a bust, and he is a bust, and they really wanted an actual quarterback. And now it's just like, well, 
they have their guy and he's Mr. Irrelevant and he's kind of getting carried by Shanahan's offense. I thought they were going to get exposed this year. They did not. We'll kind of see what happens long term. I'll be back Thursday because I'm just exhausted right now. I'll talk more about Patrick. I'll talk more about football. I'm just exhausted right now. I'll be back Thursday for the award ceremony. I'm not really juiced up to watch that. But I do want to see who wins what and who's in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to lose my mind if certain guys don't get in like Steve Smith Sr. Anyways, I'll see you Thursday, 24th podcast.